Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, it's a brand new year, and what better way to start it off than with an old friend? Please let everyone know who's joining us. They're an actor and comedian who we've just seen recently in Somebody Somewhere and American Horror Story NYC, whether they play the Mai Tai Killer. Is there a better killer <laughs> name? No. It's Jeff Hiller. <laughs> Yay! Hello. <laughs> I'm trying to be like y'all. Nice. Very good. Yeah. I do do your do your listeners know the countdown that happens so that you they, can do it in unison? No, they I don't. don't. Think I, so. I cut that out. Would you like to describe it? I would love it if you all just released a cut, you know, like a gif or what have you of of John's very expressive face saying three, two, one. And then you went into it. It was nice. Okay. Well, maybe we'll record that. <laughs> the funny time. thing is, I don't even have the Zoom window open when that when he's doing that. I'm looking at my Word doc that has the guest <laughs> intro on it, so I'm ready to read it. Oh, that's why the counting off doesn't ever work. Okay, I'm glad we discovered I this. I can't tab that. Oh, things we're learning in a new year. Okay, <laughs> this is like couples counseling. <laughs> but I feel like I got the. I know what his countdown is like now. I've heard it over like 200 times. Okay, now. wow, I feel very dismissed. <laughs> this is like couples counseling. Yeah, I know what his I would countdown say is. Consistent. <laughs> He's consistent. I would say that's a good thing. Consistency. 
<laughs> well is that spun, what we Mark. like in well a dancer? Mm-hmm. In a what? In a dancer? Consistency? Rhythm? Consistency of rhythm. There's your one-man show. <laughs> Thank you. Now I know what my 2023 is going to be all about. It's also a form of birth control. <laughs> uh, not very effective, though. <laughs> no, it's not very effective. <laughs> Jeff, in your work in Somebody Somewhere American Horror Story NYC, you, you play two characters that both in their own way are advocates for marginalized communities, but they go about <laughs> it in very different ways. What yes. is about these kind of roles that attract you, do you think? <laughs> they offered them to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's an interesting career strategy. Okay. Interesting. Huh. I feel real James They Lipton let me come here. on set. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't just escort you off. Okay. Okay. Pass the background check. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for thinking that I have options. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to do this. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. Why did I? Do you want to ask me why I'm doing this? <laughs> yeah. Why are you doing uh, Did you this? want to tell us why you're doing this? Because I love my 2-0 queen. <laughs> and that's it. Um, that's it. Okay. I well, know that's really why us. anyone does this podcast. <laughs> now, yeah. well, you're here for the very first time ever. We're rescoring a movie. Because we did mm-hmm. Showgirls is one of the like we this is our 35th episode, I believe. Yeah. We recorded it on February 26, 2020, and it came out in March 31st, 2020, which now feels like a million years ago, but also last week. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of both of that. Has anything mm-hmm. happened since then? <laughs> I've got my hair cut. <laughs> Someone stole all my ape NFTs. <laughs> But beyond that, nothing of note. Nothing, I don't think. no, okay. nothing to remember. Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because I was I in was, LA. I was yeah. In you LA. came in LA and you. I, I, we did it I, in person. I was like really. I was really uh, flying close to the sun, traveling first week of That's March twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but I I didn't get it. So there you go. <laughs> I still haven't had it. I haven't either. Oh, well, I did get yeah. it eventually. You did. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. And but not though. on that trip. <laughs> not on this trip. Not on that trip. A different trip. You wouldn't have known it. I got it actually at an improv show. So be That's warned. what you get. Oh, That's God. what you get. <laughs> Was it one that you were in or one that you went to see? In. See, <laughs> I paid those dues. No one has that much free time. <laughs> Let me go just watch an improv show. I'm on the wrong oh, side you. of 40 to go see an improv show. <laughs> yeah. I was always just saying the other day to somebody, it's like, oh, we used to go like a Thursday night show at 11 p.m. No big deal. You know, we do that right, yeah. every week. But oh, now it God. seems like. Running a marathon. seven o'clock show feels like, oh, do I have to? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> have you guys noticed like you're get, eating? I'm eating dinner a lot earlier than I used to, and I'm loving it. Like a five or six p.m. <laughs> the early bird special. <laughs> oh, Mark, great. it's happening so fast. Mark, this I know. Is, you know what? You got to tell the story at the moth. It is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you host the moth sometimes. <laughs> Not anymore. Can you get me a spot? Oh. <laughs> What about here about my early dinner time and also high waisted pants? Okay. Oh my God, you're just turning into an old person. <laughs> but have you heard of bifocals? 
<laughs> no, they're called progressives now, like our politics. These are progressives. Ooh. I have progressive lenses. Have and it progressive did take me about three weeks too. to get used to them. Yeah. So what is that? Like the bottom half is a different thing? Yeah. It's just like a blend more than like a hard Oh, more of an ombre. Yes. An ombre, <laughs> but it, as you know, it were. I found for me, I got used to them in like two days. But for me, the big thing was walking down the stairs. I was like, oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's happening? For me, it was reading. Just reading from a book was tricky. Yeah, I still sometimes take my glasses off to read. Really? I, really? I, only, I put them on to read. That's the only time I put glasses on. I mean, I guess that defeats the purposes of having progressive yeah. lenses. So I don't know. I'm I'm not good at it. I guess I'm just too young <laughs> to really need really, them. <laughs> I was about to say, we're really putting the old into old queens this, this episode. <laughs> As, as I la- laugh, my like Brenda Vaccaro smokers laugh. <laughs> There's the queen. <laughs> you know, speaking of husky coughs, today right. we're talking about what a segue. <laughs> showgirls, one more time. John, what's the deal with Showgirls this time? Well, Mark, I didn't rewrite anything. So here's what I wrote over two years ago. Showgirls, an erotic drama film written by Joe Esterhaus and directed by Paul Verhoeven. It stars former teen actress Elizabeth Berkley, Kyle MacLachlan, and Gina Gershon. The film centers on a street-smart drifter who ventures to Las Vegas and climbs the seedy hierarchy from stripper to showgirl. And Showgirls was the first and to date only NC-17 rated film to be given a wide release in mainstream theaters. And that is still the deal with Showgirls. <laughs> well, now, Jeff, before this podcast, had you rewatched it since the last time you rewatched it? What? <laughs> <laughs> Just, had you watched it of your own volition in between in the last three in years? In the last three years. Before now. Oh, no. The last time I watched it was with you two in John's apartment right before the podcast. Gotcha. So uh, we are in linked together. But I will say, I will say, I have, I, I have a, I've watched it quite a bit because John and yeah. I did a show about. Yeah, this sure. Movie. We lived together. I made him watch it. Then we did a show about Showgirls. I thought I was going to maybe myself thought I might rewatch it this time, and then I kind of started to, and I was like, nope, I remember it. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't rewatch it. I started to and stopped. I've I have seen this movie. This might be the movie I've seen the most of any movie ever. I've seen yeah. it. I want maybe not a hundred times, but maybe like fifty or sixty times. Like I have right. seen this movie. We've a probably time. seen that pool scene a hundred times. That definitely because that was part of the show. <laughs> yeah, that I can. It's definitely one. Right I was very comfortable, like not pausing it when I went to like get a snack or like sure you know <laughs> to get refill my drink. I was like, I'm fine. I think I know, I know. it's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. It's not a subtle um, film that you're gonna, <laughs> that you're like, right. did I pick up on all of the intricacies? There were some background actors I didn't really key in on. Maybe. <laughs> really? Watch it again. This time, something did strike me, though. This time. Because okay. I do, I still uh, make a case that is a satire of American excess. Yeah. And okay, as with all Paul Verhoeven movies, I think it's like a about how the entertainment industry exploits people while the film itself is exploiting people. So it's about, it's an exploitation film about exploitation. And I thought that was, I think that is interesting. You know what I mean? Like it's also, I think you're giving it more credit than it, than it earns. Well, I'm not alone. You know, I'll say this. Adam McKay also believes wow, it's a, okay. a great satire. And he did Don't Look Up, the best satire of the last <laughs> year. <laughs> mm-hmm. It changed uh, America's appro- the world's approach to global warming. 
we finally decided to yeah, do. We're keep gonna, it's doing time nothing. to do something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody seen Benedetta, which was the more recent that came out since uh, Paul Verhoeven's lesbian nun movie that came out? Uh, that I did not last see, time we recorded. Just me. No one saw the yeah. lesbian nun movie. It's a lot of fun. You got to remember Benedetta. wanting to. And then somehow something happened. Too Catholic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My inner Probably altar boy refused me. Said no, not too less. <laughs> Just too Catholic. I could get this at home. <laughs> if it were a Buddhist lesbian movie, I'd be all in. <laughs> Thank you. Under that palm tree, what are they doing with the Bodhi? Um, well, Jeff, what we're going to do? We're going to rescore the movie. This is where it currently sits. It is ninety third place, and it is at sixty point fifty five percent. So it's not as gay as the horror movie Popcorn, but gayer than the Queen Latifah Christmas rom com Last Holiday. So we're wondering the the scoring system. This is now we're on our seventh iteration of the scoring system, and the first wow. this was one of the first movies we scored. So right. we're curious to see like how much the score will change, right? If at all. Mm-hmm. I actually went back and listened to part of the original Showgirls episode that we did. That much work I did do. And when at the end of that episode, Showgirls came in at number five and it has now gone down to 93. But here, the other movies that were ahead of it, it replaced Midnight Madness, which was number five at that point. And then at this point, number four was Adam's Family Values. What is that now? Adam's Family Values is 88th place. Okay. And then the third place was nine to five. Where is that now? Uh, that is 86th place. And then the second place was Meet Me in St. Louis. Such uh, 72nd films. place. <laughs> and then the number one at the time, undefeated, Muppet Steak Manhattan. Where is that oh. right now? With the controversial Muppets. felt category. That is 66th place. Okay, so we've seen a bunch of movies since then. What's your Here number one now? Female Trouble. Oh, well, that's going to be hard to beat. Here are some be. other movies that are currently on our rankings as they're gayer. Then Showgirls, Labyrinth, Point Break, Airplane, <laughs> 300, that maybe makes it, Best in Show, <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Resident Evil Apocalypse, <laughs> The Man from Uncle, Die Hard. The Man from Uncle, the film? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With, uh, what's his face? Henry Cavill. And, Henry Cavill is uh, very dreamy in it. Army Hammer. But um, these movies all came about after we changed the scoring system. So what the initial version of it, it became because we just kept adding categories. We didn't have some off. So it just became impossible for a movie to do well enough to topple Muppet Take Manhattan. So that's sort of like Muppet Take Manhattan was sort of like broke the scoring system. So we've long well, thought that's why that I have sh- a bitter, bitter enemy. Is it still, is it still going? How is that? How is that? Uh, feud well, he's still my nemesis. Oh, wow. He's my nemesis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Whenever well, he DMs me, I'm always like, you're my nemesis. But he still DMs you? Well, yeah, I DMed him too. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a give and take. It's like a dog. It's a, fr- it's a friend nemesis. nemesis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a premises. Yeah. Well, well, let's get into it. So, as you may or may not know, Jeff, we're looking for the gayest movies ever. So, we have a complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge them. So, we're going to go through. That. <laughs> well, I'm telling you now, so listen up, buddy. So we're going to go through a ton of categories. And at one point, you are going to come up with a category that will be added, added to, to the wheel, wheel or you, you can, can choose, choose a pre-existing category. category. <laughs> Got it? It doesn't flow as well as the word canon. No. Well, there's no countdown. I just, you know, <laughs> there's no countdown that time. Yeah. So... Um, 
The first group of caddies are the canon caddies. So well, wait, before we get into work? it, yes. How well do you think Showgirls is going to do now in the new scoring system that you're probably totally unfamiliar with? Who me? Yeah, yeah. We can oh. all say that too. I I don't know. I, I it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> the film or the this, scoring system. This whole podcast is a sham. Is that what you're telling I us? I think Jeff? it's a sham. Wow. <laughs> and built on frankly, lies and deceits. <laughs> not frankly, when the DOJ is done with all this January six nonsense, <laughs> we are in their sights next. Frankly, ever since that felt thing, <laughs> and and uh, um. I, I know also it was like uh there was there were just a lot of categories that I found like, well, that doesn't make a movie gay. <laughs> well, hopefully we've uh fixed, we fixed you know, it. We've adjusted that's why okay. we we're on version seven now. Okay, okay. Um but this is our current this is the current top five gayest movies ever. This is where we're at right now. Okay. In fifth place with a 89.81%, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. In fourth place with a 90.37%, Madonna, Truth or Dare. In third place with a 92.99%, The Bride of Frankenstein. In second place with a 93.21%, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And number one, currently still reigning over a year now, with a 94.83% is Female Trouble. Okay. So how well do you guys think it's going to do in the new system? I think it's going to do better, but I don't think it's going to be like top 10 or anything. Really? I think it could be top 20. I think it should be. Maybe. John's pulling for it. John's pulling for it. I don't know. All right. Well, um, well there's we'll only out. one way to find out. So first group of categories are the canon category. So we're, each of these, we're going to give it a score between zero and 100. And if we've already had launch our scores, I'll just tell us what the score was. And if you want to change it, great. Or if not, we'll just leave it as is and move along because I don't see it really need to like rehash like all the things we've already talked about once before. Does that make sense? He's very adamant about that. He hates very rehashing. Adamant. I hate rehashing. <laughs> I don't watch reruns. Who has the time? There's always new content. I got to watch Below Deck Sailing Yacht. You have to. <laughs> I so think the, it's good, actually. <laughs> just start on season two. You don't need to watch season one. Just go right to season two. Oh, okay. I didn't think I would like the sailing. Turns out I really like the sailing. I've never been huh. on a sailboat. Have you guys ever been on a like a big sailboat? I don't think I, I feel have. like I have, but I don't know, remember. Fun. I feel like I should have been. Right? Like, yeah. I think it's a specific like a, time when I would have been. <laughs> a classic mode of transportation. Yeah. Classic in Manhattan. Everyone's got their sailboat. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Texas, come on. I've been on a pontoon. What's a pontoon? <laughs> Like the aluminum you know, tube thing? No, it's like yeah. a. It's got two. Oh, it's got like the, the two sides. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like okay. Does it? Did it go up on its side? And you have to like hang on. Yeah, I think maybe it did. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what beautiful memory! Yeah, you save that for the moth, Jeff. <laughs> That's gonna take down your story about eating dinner early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it all depends on the theme, guys. The moth That's is very true. theme dependent. It would become up across about like I'd weave in like, oh, with some family member's cancer diagnosis, then they'd eat it up. You know <laughs> mm-hmm. what I mean? There you go. <laughs> cynical, <that>. cynical. <laughs> like a moth to a flame. They love illness. Um, all right. So the first group of categories are the canon categories. So for these, we get a score between zero and 100 that take the average of all three of our scores. So the first group of cat. so the first category is one we've already done before actual gay characters. Jeff, you gave it a 90. John gave it a 40. And I gave it a 75. Is everyone I gave happy? It a 40? I'm not happy with that. We have Marty. We have. The backup dancers. We have a character named Gay. 
<laughs> you mentioned we have that a lot time, of yeah. lesbian sort of like eroticism. I can't believe I went that low. And I would like sexuality and fluidity. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead. I was just going to say, it doesn't ever come off as like, it's it's very like unsexy movie. You know what I mean? Like sex yeah. is just a tool to be used. Like, I don't believe every, anyone is experiencing any pleasure beyond I'm getting no. one over on this person. Absolutely. No, I think the movie is like very much like it's a world of cocaine where everyone's like trying assholes. to be sexy yeah. and like intense, but like no one can actually get it up. Yeah. Because they're on too much cocaine. Right. So I would like to change my score to uh, 77. 77. What about you, Jeff? A 90? Are you happy with that? Sure. Yeah, sure. like 90. Um, 75 was shocking. I thought was too high after seeing because there's mm-hmm. no actual there's like Marty, but no one is a big part of the movie. They're not in like top five cast or anything. No gay person has ever like said, I don't know. It just Wait, so Crystal and Nomi, though, are also like all hot for each other. And Molly and Nomi. You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to change it again. I'm going to go 88. All right. I'm going to do 55. Giving it an average of 77.67, which is, hey, that's nine points higher than it got before. Right. <laughs> All right. Our next one we have, this is a new one for showgirls, gay icons. How are we doing on gay icons? Well, we got... I mean, I, w- I would say <laughs> it's got more than one. Right. We got we got Gina Gershon. We yeah. got uh, Elizabeth and Berkley. The movie itself. The movie Nomi. itself. Nomi is the, a gay the character, icon. right? They mentioned Paula Abdul <laughs> and Janet Jackson. <laughs> and Janet Jackson. Yes, they mentioned them <laughs> derisively, but they mentioned. No, they don't. They say they could take over. Too high. Not in the press conference. They say we could have had anyone, but we chose Nomi. It's when funny how, like, their... the, I noticed this time, like, the first time, like, she's announced as goddess, and, like, they have banners ready to go. The press oh, conference yeah. is ready. <laughs> they already have the fireworks sign at the pool ready, like, that night. Like, were they just waiting in the wings, like, all this stuff locked and loaded? Yeah, yeah I think, that's Vegas. I think Vegas oh, is just work? quick. Vegas is bad. It's, <laughs> it's the code. You gotta turn it it's around. The it's all the code. Town. No boners, but lots of lots of banners. <laughs> but so much productivity. No boners, all banners. I think that's what it says on the sign when you drive in. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I came to dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what do we think for gay icons? I mean, I think the movie itself is also iconic. I think so too. Like, and and no shade to your 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 podcast but <laughs> i think it's more iconic in the gay canon than than maybe even some of not all but some of your top five <laughs> okay um i'm gonna give it a full-on hundred i don't care a hundred what does he care yeah i'll go hundred as well because i think the movie itself is so iconic and it's so like different factions of people who believe it is actually a legitimately great movie and some people feel like it's a fun campy movie and it's sort of like a a hot button both. debate it can be i believe it's both mm-hmm. all right uh, i'll give it a i'll give it a hundred sure why not who cares give an average of a hundred <laughs> all right then this category we have done before before it was the male gaze now it's the queer gaze and by this we mean how does the camera approach uh queer imagery and Jeff, you previously gave it a 91. John gave it a 65. And I gave it an 85. Hmm. I'm going to stick with my score because I feel like it is still very much a straight man. Very like much a straight man. 
even when there's gay I, this time i was noticed like whenever you see hot guys like who can pay attention when you have elizabeth berkeley doing like flailing around like sure you can't even take that in right but wait because i i keep getting thrown off by the word queer gays because uh, uh queer g-a-y-z-e <laughs> no <laughs> but so the male gaze i get right the male gaze or, or the female gaze or whatever Yeah, but we want like, to include uh you know does this let does this the idea feel the, the idea of you this category I mean? is like can you tell that like this is like a queer person or a gay oh, person doing sort stuff of like for working queer as a director people. oh i see because i would say that like this straight male director really revs up the lesbian action um, right but it I feels mean, it's like, like not, but it's for men. It doesn't yeah, feel like actual for actual lesbians. Okay. No, no, no. No, no, no. It definitely does not. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't even begin to make that argument. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are your scores? You gave it a 91 before, Jeff. John well, gave it's, it a this is a different 65. thing than what you said <laughs> before. <laughs> okay. I would probably I would probably even say like I'm going to just say like 50 because 50 because there is like queer baiting. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm lower mine as well. Um, I'll give it a 40. Give it an average of 51.67, which is 29 points lower than the previous. But what I will okay. say is mm. they really show off Kyle McLaughlin's tight, tiny. Ooh. Mm. That's a body double, though, unfortunately. Unfortunately, we get a better look at those bangs, unfortunately. That's a body double? That's what the IMDb trivia said. Interesting. Huh. Is it? Is it a body double in Blue Velvet? No, he's so young in that, but it was like 20, uh, 15 years <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Gravity hadn't ravaged his butt yeah. at that point. <laughs> what, he didn't use a butt double in Sex and the City. I don't think I he, don't know what to tell you. This, this is the first time I've body. heard that. I don't know if that's true. Apparently, now we hate what's in IMDb trivia. We don't buy it. All of a sudden, John, that's John's Bible. And now when uh-huh. I break something up, yeah. he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I just, in all my research, I hadn't heard that before. That's why I'm just suspicious of it. It's one of the top 10 IMDb trivias on Joker. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, honestly, I would give it an upvote because I didn't know it. <laughs> I don't know. Do they do upvotes? I don't know. No, that's People Reddit. say if it was helpful. I think that's about oh, okay. what it says. All right, our next category, Entrances with Pizzazz. We've also all already scored this one before. Jeff gave it a 98, and John and I both gave it a 95. I'm going to stick with my 95. I'll stick with mine. I'm sticking with mine, too. Are you kidding me? All right. All those entrances where they come up out of the (laughs) volcano and stuff? Come Uh on. I do like that Crystal Connor. Every time there's a number, Crystal Connor shows up 90 seconds into it and then always gets applause. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're surprised every time she's in the number. She's still here. (laughs) She she can't ever just walk on. She has to be lowered Lowered, or raised up. (laughs) All right. Here's a new one we haven't done yet. The Mike Pence anxiety scale. How much anxiety do you think this movie would give Mike Pence? (laughs) Oh, my God. Full on hundred. He can't even yeah, look at a woman in the same yeah. room. <laughs> I don't think he can that. There's the all the the cocaine. There's all of the stripping. There's the lesbianism. It's a full on hundred. He talks about having her period. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he would Mike not Pence enjoy Mama's act. No, he would no, not get a Mama period. <laughs> <laughs> that's the wrong kind of mommy. Um, I'll also give it a hundred. Giving it an average of a hundred. All right. Now, our next one we've also done before Hell on Heels by this we mean Feisty Women. And before we gave it 100 as well. 
Yeah. Everyone's sticking with that? I'm sticking with 100 on that one. All right. Still getting 100. All right. And then finally, the last of the canon categories. We've also done this one before. How likely are you to recommend Showgirls to a gay person? We all gave it 100 before. I will stick with my 100. I'm going to stick with that, too. All right. I really appreciate these canon questions. Does it feel feel more like locked in? Does it feel right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. None of the dumb felt things or whatever <laughs> that people use. To... Okay, mm-hmm. Jeff, we're on seven point We're not. We're, we're figuring not things out. We are morons. evolving. We are getting God. better. We smart babies. Mm, we smart old queens. <laughs> we smart old queens. <laughs> we love antiquing. I love an old book. Um, <laughs> all right, now we're into the wheel categories. Spinning wheel. So this is a new thing from the last time. So these are all categories previous guests have brought in, such as yourself. We put them all in this wheel, which is an app on my phone. So we're going to spin this wheel twice. Whatever randomly pops up, we will use to judge the movie. Now we also have a listener wheel. So that's a wheel of categories that listeners have pitched. So we'll spin that once. Whatever comes up, we'll add to the wheel. And then you can either come up with a new category. You can choose your previous category for this movie. You could choose another category that exists. It's entirely up to you for that last slot. Make sense? Yes. Okay, so here we go. We're going to spin the wheel, which is pushing this button. Frenemies. Frenemies. <laughs> oh, well, that's like... Frenemies. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. A uh, hundred. <laughs> yeah, I got to go hundred, too. <laughs> what 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 relationship is not a frenemy relationship? <laughs> uh, like, it's mostly enemies. <laughs> even at the end when like Nobi goes to see crystal in the hospital like why is crystal cool with her it doesn't make well i pushed someone down the stairs too what are you gonna do <laughs> you know it's like, Show me. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you gonna do beans <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 100 yeah i'm giving up it got 100 in front of me it's wow okay all right wheel spin two wheel spin number two snob appeal Snob appeal. Mm. Well, now Uh-oh. we're going to lie. Think, it's a genuine satire argument. I think, aren't but we? I think the now fact that I think people can be snobbish a, about it. Yeah. Now oh, but you're like being snobbish, but I think now, it works for this category. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, it has appeal for that. How the wheel turns, indeed. Uh, it's rougher. It's not like tar. <laughs> it's like it's a <laughs> right, tougher right, right. road to snob appeal. No, but I do think that you're, but that that whole like the reappraisal of showgirls. I think there's something that is very snob appeal about that of like people being able to be like, no, you're not actually seeing it the way it's meant to be seen. I'm a little smarter. Well, it I was it so that. reviled that it the pendulum swung back where people right. now are having, you know, uh, uh, well, the a, shock a, is gone too. You know what I mean? It doesn't have mm-hmm. the shock fact, the shock value. Anymore. You know what you're getting when you go into yeah. it. Yeah. But also, you know, so many people are like, ah, it's bad, but not even in a fun way. And no one has ever said that about showgirls. No. <laughs> well, except for the no. rape scene. Well, yes. Right. But but like overall, the whole movie, because the thing that I said last time and I, I still maintain is true. What is impressive about showgirls is that it is bad in new and exciting ways from moment to moment. Like a lot of bad movies are sort of shocking and fun and bad in this one way. And then that gets kind of tiring. Showgirls just keeps amping it up for you. Like they keep giving you something new. And it is it is um never boring. Yeah. Never boring. <laughs> it's disturbing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's such like the world it does 
feel to be like this dystopian hellscape. Like the world of Shogar, like the spaces it takes place in are all like ugly. You know, like there's no part of the natural world in any place. It does really feel like this dystopian place. I imagine populated that's what, like, by assholes. Living in Vegas, living and working in Vegas must feel like just because it is such a town. Like if someone lives there, I just imagine because like so many people come there to be crazy and be sort of like unique and take an escape from reality. But if you live there, it must feel insane. Well, I would especially think like in the 90s, Las Vegas, yeah. like now sure. I feel like there's like more polished things there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like Adele and Britney right, and all yeah. that. But yeah, but back then there wasn't even that, you know, it was just like, it was like Strip old clubs. Hollywood stars who have. <laughs> and Cirque was just left. beginning to take over everything. Yeah. And just like boob shows, you know, shows that shows boobs. <laughs> uh, just a bunch of boob shows. Chaka, chaka, chaka. Are there boob shows in anywhere else but Vegas? Like, sure. You mean Paris. like in America? Yeah. Like, does New York City, can you go see like a topless review? I don't think so. I mean, there's like strip clubs. Right. But not something that you could be like, oh, couples. Not like like a, Jubilee you know I mean? or like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No. It's a, only a Vegas thing, I guess. Or like maybe Atlantic City. There's probably stuff in Atlantic City. Any yeah. big resort town? I'm sure there's some. There's definitely not in Branson. Sure. <laughs> no. The you see the We're Here that went to Branson? Did you see that? No, it was I like didn't. the most upsetting episode. Like they're op- people were open more openly hostile in Branson than most of the other oh, wow. that season. Yeah. I did. I actually did see that one. Um, well, what do you want to give speaking of Branson, what do you want to give the uh, showgirls and snob appeal, Jeff? Actually, I'm gonna give it something more than you would think because of the backlash to the backlash. Mm. So I'm going to give it a 70. 70. Yeah, I'm going to give it an 80 for that. 80. I mean, it triggers my snob appeal in terms <laughs> of I love Paul Verhoeven, so mm-hmm. I'll give it a 85. Give an average of 78.33. Now it's time for the listener category. Uh, okay, so this was a, a, a different wheel, less categories, but equally important for listeners have submitted. Here we go. Slutty folks. Slutty folks. <laughs> Slutty folks. This is from Mandy at That's My Mandy on Instagram. Uh, they describe uh, gay people. Why? How does scoring high in this category make the movie gayer? Gay people are inherently slutty, which is what we've been taught <laughs> and or so we should hope. Fair enough. Well, I mean, this is a yeah, pretty slutty this movie. is a pretty slutty movie. <laughs> they get naked real fast, multiple times. They're in a strip yeah. club. That you know what I mean. Like they do lap dances. They have sex for money. The, the, this... the paternal moment is the dad saying it must be weird not having him come on you. Yeah, the, <laughs> and the mom <laughs> says you, she looks better than a ten-inch dick, and you know it. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess she's the one prudish moment is that she doesn't want to have sex because she's on her period, but still, like. Total, they but she will do like it. a gross sex dance leading up Doesn't to it. She also it? tell him to ch- check, yeah, <laughs> yep. she does, and he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does, interesting. Um, I'm gonna give it a full on hundo, a hundred, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta go hundred for slutty folks in this movie, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. It is a hundred. <laughs> uh, giving it a hundred. All right, Jeff, the time has come for you to add a category or use a pre-existing category. Any thoughts? So the category you brought in the first time was waiting in the wings. 
don't know if you want to do that one again. You want to create a what new category. <laughs> like an all about Eve, you know what I mean? It was like, like people, oh, like someone waiting to right. like take over. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Actually, the the one that I really wanted, but it, it had just been taken by someone like two weeks before me, that I think is such a good one and should even be canon. I don't know. Okay. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> For 8.0? Okay. <laughs> For 8.0 is quotability. Oh. Oh, yeah. Do we have quote? You wanted to bring that up last time. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't uh, me. We... <laughs> no, I don't see one. You chose not to. We don't have one called quotability. We have similar oh. things like quips or... Um... But that was a thing. That was a debate we had last time because quips we were saying were more like oh you're smart you know like someone saying something witty and smart as opposed to quotes which are just like dancing ain't fucking is that a good quip no but is it quotable yes i'm gonna stick with quotable quotable and i would say this movie is a 100 for quotable because <laughs> sure it's got dancing ain't fucking people quoted a lot to me <laughs> even the choreography is quotable mm-hmm yeah, that's right. Hand I will quotes. tell you. I will tell you that um, I'm going to reference myself. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> but in an episode of Thirty Rock, I played a flight attendant. I know it's a shock, but I did. And <laughs> Out of your comfort zone. <laughs> I know. And they said something about me being a dancer, and then they flashed me, and I just went like that. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Was that new at the time when Showgirls had anyone done that before? I don't know. We were doing Showgirls at the time. That's why I did oh, it. It was in your brain. Oh. set. I mean, it was just a very iconic. I mean, like people have done that to their face before. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> wave their hands in front of their face before. It, believe it or not, interesting. It had been done before. Well, I'm not well versed in you know in movement, Tan- dance, yeah, in movement. I, I like to sit. <laughs> I, like I don't like sane movements. <laughs> By the way, if we were going to quote this podcast, I would quote, I like to sit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Uh, well, what do you want to give this for quotability? Did you say? Hundo. Hundred. Yeah, I got to go hundred too. It's just insane. Yeah, most of the lines are. There's a rare line that isn't quotable. <laughs> but also, this happens when you watch a movie a hundred times, that everything becomes right. quotable. Sure, sure. That's true. It all makes sense. But this is a truly unhinged movie. All right, now we're into the bonus category. Extra! Extra! So these categories, as their name implies, are bonus. So uh, if it doesn't do well in any of these categories, it's not going to work against it. We're scoring it from zero to ten, and it's that percentage bonus points it gets. Mm. All right, the first one, a 10% oh, bonus. Hard. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of math Very now. easy. Let's listen how easy <laughs> this is going to be, Jeff. Okay. What would you give Showgirls on a 0 to 10% scale in musical potential? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think actually, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just a classic all <laughs> yeah. about I Eve. I feel like they've know, done a lot worse, born. actually. Gina <laughs> mm-hmm. Gershon has said she's been working on one for a while. Oh, yeah. So 10. I saw there was one that was done in 2013. Yeah, I mean, people have done, you know, there have been tons of sort of showgirls parody shows, and some of them are musicals. Ours was not, mm-hmm. but yeah. You know, the uh, the choreographer of uh, showgirls is a woman named Marguerite Derricks, who also mm-hmm. choreographed the Austin Powers movies. Makes sense. And she's the only choreographer to win three consecutive Emmys. Wow. Okay. So there you go. I hmm. did have a question for you guys. You know James' dance routine that he does in the Cavern Club? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> 
that seems where is like a venue for like I have a dance to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where are there like are there dancer open like mics? open mics for dance? You know dancing? what I mean? Like Patty, that seems like I was thinking like that seems like a tough industry to break into. Because <laughs> I don't think a strip club is the right venue for you, James. No, no. <laughs> yeah, and well, also it's what like, you know. It's also a, it's also a, an industry where you like you age out pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you like even if you them. make it, even if you make it, if you're the top modern dancer in the world, you still need to like wait tables on the yeah. side. <laughs> Unless you're Abby Lee Miller. Right. Or dance. you're like she modern dance, but I she's but like, sure, like she's, she's, she's very a teacher. modern. Is, yeah. <laughs> but even like people in very fancy companies in New York City still have to have day jobs. It's crazy. Yeah, I guess you have to like love it. I guess. <laughs> guess you have to feel like you were born to do it. Not like us. Not like us. Marketable people in uh, underground comedy raking yeah. in the dough. Jaded <laughs> cynics. I don't get up on that stage for less than a drink ticket. I don't watch improv. I just do it. <laughs> There's nothing I could possibly learn. Um. <laughs> John, what do you want to give it for musical potential? Uh, 10. I think you could make ten. a really great fun musical out of this. Absolutely. 10. All right. Giving it a 10. Tying it with Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, which did become a musical. Mm -hmm. And one I love. I listen to that music all the time. Oh, really? Love it. Did you see it? I didn't see it, but I listened to the album all the time. <laughs> it didn't run long. Did you have a, did you see like a new musical this year that you really loved? I just saw the revival of Parade at City Center. Oh, yeah? How was that? Beautiful. Had you what seen Parade thing? before? No. I Is it about the Sunday magazine you get in the newspaper? <laughs> yeah. I hear the Goofus and Gallant number is to die for. <laughs> What's the big song from Parade? Uh, all this the is not over yet. Time. All the wasted time. All the wasted hours. Oh, what is... <laughs> is this from the 70s? 90s. Nope. Oh. Late 90s. I don't know Parade. It's a, it's a, I wouldn't say it's a deep cut, but it's not a popular title. Gotcha. And I saw Strange Loop. I saw that too. Strange I loved Loop. it. I thought that was great. Yeah. Well, there you go. Everyone check out those cast recordings. Thank you. Yes. Phew. All right. Our next category. This is a new one. Queer Menace. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's Nomi. Yeah. She is essentially like comes in and like Godzilla. Yeah, visiting Las sort of, Vegas. She upsets everything. I mean, look what she does to Crystal. Look what she does to Molly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no one is. I was thinking, I, I watched it this time thinking, is any character better off because Nomi arrived? <laughs> but by the time she leaves it, nobody is. No. Everybody's including Nomi, including Nomi. <laughs> she didn't learn a thing. She's going to LA. She got back in the truck with that same guy. The same guy. The same with Elvis. the same knife. <laughs> It was. I thought it was like so. When did they see like, oh, it's going to Lo Los Angeles at the end, as if that's going to be the sequel. But that's also right. like that feels like a de-heightening. That almost feels like a lateral move. Like that's just yeah. the same thing. Like she should be mm -hmm. opening like a craft store in Santa Fe. I want to see this <laughs> level of intensity with like turquoise jewelry. <laughs> I love your your notes on the <laughs> on the sequel. <laughs> I actually listen if even just a sketch of Nomi opening a craft store in Santa. <laughs> I'm all in. Everything the prop person is gonna, yeah, it's gonna be yeah. like, this is a nightmare. Can we just do one take, please? <laughs> what kind of jewelry do you make? Different pieces. <laughs> God. Splash. 
<laughs> she's such an asshole. <laughs> and then she lies to her like best friend about pushing uh, Crystal down the stairs, even when she's like caught. She, she had to. Passes. She was trapped. She didn't know what to do. It all got ahead of her. <laughs> Nomi seems like the most exhausting person to be around. Yeah. She never feels yeah. anything out of five. It's always at a <laughs> three thousands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But do you think like do you think she was just directed poorly? Or do you yes. think like yes. Yeah. Do you think she well, was directed I, at all? Oh, I, I think, think so. she was definitely like manipulated. I do like feel bad for she her. She was sleeping with uh Paul Verhoeven. They were yeah. fucking during shooting. Really? Yes, in fact, I told this story in the last podcast, and you act surprised like you hadn't heard it, even though, even in the last podcast, I said, I've told you this story before, Jeff. <laughs> I didn't remember you are a consistent dancer. <laughs> consistent rhythm. My apologies. <laughs> oh, no, don't apologize. <laughs> oh, I just feel bad for her. She's like such a young kid. Yeah, yeah she was like, like her first thing off of, off of, or whatever. you know, her first thing off of, uh, what's it, Saved, Saved by, by the Bell, Bell and she was and like, Paul Verhoeven had just done like, Basic Instinct and made Sharon Stone a yeah. star, so it's fair to think, oh, well, this is definitely something Yeah, like I what she do, happened, you know? what she expected to happen and what actually happened, like that is a chasm between those two poles. <laughs> <laughs> she's fine, she's on that, she was on that revival, she's got Peacock money, which is probably $50. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And no residuals. No, no, no. Well, they'll pull it once it's been done, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, what do you want to give this for Queer Menace? What What is this category exactly? This category comes from Bride of Frankenstein. It's meant to be like an outsider comes into a community and upsets it. And people are like, who is this stranger? Think also of like Elvira, that movie, you know, of like she comes to town and all the like uptight people are like, who is this crazy devil oh, woman? That is Naomi. That is Naomi. But she also <laughs> yeah. does like fit right in, though. You know what I mean? Like everyone is an asshole. So it's hard to it's almost like white on white in some ways. Mm. Like it's hard to really stick out of like she's not that much more extreme than anybody else. Oh, I'd say she's, I think her she's mannerisms, she in her mannerisms, but like everyone's pushing people down the stairs and trying to break their legs and you know doing whatever so. they can to get on top and explore. Every it's just a but world not where everyone exploits like each other. Yes. That's what I mean in the intensity, but that's not really like um is that's a menace to the French fries and whoever has to clean up that table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> menace to busboys like everywhere. She, I feel like she fits right in in Vegas. It doesn't feel like a weird outsider. It's like yes, this is in what this Vegas. Vegas. But she's still yeah. pretty Vegas. destructive, though. She's definitely destructive, but I think like everyone in this world is destructive and an asshole. So it just doesn't pop as much. It does. It's not like Elvira coming to like a you know a cloistered small town or something. Right. It's not quite at that level. You're correct. Yes. I'd still give it a seven. A seven. Yeah, I'll give it a seven as well. I too will give it a seven. Hey, that's good on a slot machine. Three sevens, <laughs> Vegas. Ding ding ding. Ah, ding ding ding. <laughs> we pulled it. Uh, giving it an average of seven. All hey, right. That'd be a fun drag king name. Jackpot. Jackpot. <gasps> He's like a stoner. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, the, <laughs> the Laganja Estrange of the drag king world. Yeah. He does a number to like No Woman, No Cry. <laughs> He's like a Vegas singer. <laughs> then, like, all of a sudden, like, out of his belly, just a ton of coins fall. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Our next one. That's when you give him a dollar, you get coins out of him. Yeah. <laughs> our next is a new one. Character actress makes a big swing. Oh my gosh, 10. <laughs> I mean, I do think Elizabeth Berkeley is like a truly unforgettable performance. Like it is like yeah. in a way iconic because you can't people like the average Joe could watch Showgirls once and do a Nomi impression. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> also, talk about the mama lady too. Like, yeah, Bazoom. Lynn Tucci. <laughs> yeah, making a big swing. <laughs> I feel so bad. Like they write her these misogynist jokes, and just like, oh, horrible. Such a. But also the other, some of the other chorus girls, like that one who who does fall on her back and hurts her knee. You know, she's like, right. "Fuck you, go fuck yourself to everybody." You know what I mean? Like Agra. the other woman who's got those long braids who brings her kids to work one day, and they're hanging out in the dressing room with the you know with the monkeys. They're they're all swinging big. <laughs> the monkeys, the other strippers. <laughs> the whole movie is big swings. I yeah, would say. honestly, Kyle MacLachlan's hair is a big swing. <laughs> big swing, big swing and a miss for me. <laughs> and a miss, and a miss. Big swing and a miss. We didn't say you had to connect. Just to just no. swing big. Exactly. That's the point. You know, I'd <laughs> right. rather see a swing than no swing. That is Same. true. Exactly. You know? Actually, in this particular instance, it's kind of fun to see the miss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm going to give that a ten. A 10. I'll also give it a 10. A 10. I'll give it a 10, too. Uh, all right, now we're into macabre. Now, here's where things get tricky. This used to be a canon category, so not a bonus category. Okay, so, so before, we... we gave it, it was on a scale of 0 to 100 points, not a percentage. So before, Jeff, in macabre, you gave Showgirls a 94, John gave it an 80, really? and I gave it a 90. So do you <laughs> want to just transfer that to a 9.4, John? You know what I mean? Do you want to transfer it to an 8, or do you want to change it altogether? I don't know what I was thinking, but sure. I think <laughs> it is it macabre. It is macabre, but it's so macabre. slick, so it doesn't feel macabre. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like... There's not like cobwebs or like a spider right. or anything like that. Going the, the slickness to me was what makes it creepier. Because I it agree, is but so it sort of like takes like you a... when you think about it. You're like, oh, it's bright and whatever, and then you're like, oh no, it's. But dark. it's so fucking dark. It's like the, yeah. all these people are just soulless assholes. The one person you like, also gets the assaulted. rape scene. Yeah. yeah, and she's like the one person of virtue. Mm -hmm. right? And it's like film. so. It's so ridiculously over the top it's like yeah it's so totally and they the cut top. away they cut back to it you think it's done yeah. but then they cut back yeah. to it it's just all and then she just stumbles out into the party and just collapses with like her bloody legs like it's that whole section is problematic also first just to like say the, when you sh when you see the outdoors scenes during the day it's just really depressing. It's all just urban. There's no yeah. like sign of there's no trees. There's no like you don't even mm -hmm. see the hills of Vegas. Just a Sphinx. Just like a sphinx. It, it is a desert, but yeah. It is like a nightmare version of America altogether. Yeah. So also, since you know the, since we last did this movie, Robert Davi, who is, has directed the movie My Son Hunter, which okay. is a movie about Hunter Biden produced by the far right news site Breitbart News. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's Wait, who's Robert Davi. He plays he's, um, what's his face? He's the um the strip club the, the the dad. That must be weird not having anybody come on you. Oh, I thought that was the guy from Dharma and Greg. <laughs> He might no, also his, be from Darman Isn't Greg? that the scout? He's the scout from Goddess. Oh, yeah. He's the guy from Goddess. You're right. Oh, yeah. The director. Why do Tony I remember Moss. the guy from, not Tony Moss, the other guy? The guy when he Kyle McLaughlin says, like, hey, why'd you take her to that boat show, you son of a bitch? Oh. Oh, that. No, it is Tony, Tony Moss. Moss is it is Darman Tony Greg. Moss. Well, then what do it's I know Darman the guy Greg. from, <laughs> the boat show guy from? He's been in something I've seen, I'm sure. Anyways, who cares? I'll save that for the moth. Oh, um, I think he's in, isn't he in Robocop? I don't think so. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He's just like, yeah, we'll all have fun. His name is Greg Travis. He plays Phil Newkirk. Oh, maybe he's in Robocop. 
And he is uh, his top four. He's known for Showgirls, Starship Troopers, Watchmen, and Midlife. Two Verhovens. I mean, um, when Verhoven likes you. Watchmen? Which one? Oh, let's see. Zack Snyder? <laughs> um, he, the 2009, what's that? Yeah, the movie. Yeah. He played Andy Warhol. Huh? <laughs> wow. This guy's got range. The journey actor. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, you know what? Now that we talked about it, I'm going to give it a 10 from a cop. A 10. I'll go nine. Nine. I'll go nine as well. Keeping it. Giving it a 9.33, which is five points higher than Silent Night, Deadly Night 5. That had Mickey Rooney in it. <laughs> All right. Our next one. Gay actors playing gay roles. Mm. I we did got look Patrick, Patrick Bristow. He plays Marty mm. the Producer. He's married to former to Andrew Nicastro, who's the former director of global production for Steven Spielberg's Showa Foundation. And they got married in Old Greenwich, Connecticut. Well, that makes sense. Anyone been to Old Greenwich? Mm-mm. Sounds think nice. so. Sounds white. Mm. <laughs> A town in Connecticut <laughs> called Old Greenwich. <laughs> also, Kevin Shea played Dar- Kevin, Kevin Shea. Stay played Daryl. He ended up suing Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> for truth oh. or dare, alleging fraud and invasion of privacy. It was settled out of court. Um, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's in the Truth or Dare movie. Oh, because he gay. came out and he hadn't told his mom yet. Wasn't yeah. that what it was? That was part of it, yeah. A lot of their personal yeah. stories, I guess. They, it was also like Truth or Dare was like one of the earlier, more popular sort of documentaries of that sort. So people weren't as aware of like, oh, this is what I'm signing up for. Everybody else I thought it was this. more like a news thing. And like, maybe it's not yeah, going to make any like, money. But this is like, B-roll oh. for her, yeah. just mostly her concert. Yeah, I remember when that happened because I was like, chilled to the bone thinking like what if i told somebody and it was being filmed <laughs> what if i told madonna and you gotta tell madonna you know oh, i yeah. have to tell madonna you, you have to. also i think You're you compelled. don't have to tell madonna jeff you do not have to she gets it <laughs> right. i think with madonna with her orbit you kind of have to tell her i'm not a homosexual by the way <laughs> yeah exactly well what do we want to give this for gay actors gay role none of the big ones that we you guys consider to be gay like gina Gershaw and elizabeth berkeley what i bet if you ask either one of them they would say they are somewhat fluid did you look into that research is based on nothing <laughs> it's just based on an instinct oh okay so it's based on nothing okay mm-hmm. but the two uh, characters I, I mean like we know marty is gay you know like marty and daryl for sure mm-hmm. Big part, Daryl. <laughs> Such a rich Who's person. Daryl? Exactly. He's one, yeah. of the, he's one of the dancers. Oh. Um, 20. One for a two? Each. Yeah, one for each. <laughs> okay, a two. Uh, I'll give it a four. Four. I'll give it a three. Give it an average of three. All right, now we're into the iconic categories. So these categories are more wider umbrella categories. So it's zero to 225. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So this one, uh, the first one we have done before, but it was on a zero to a hundred scale. So before it was the first one is homoeroticism. So before Jeff, you gave uh, showgirls a 96, John gave it a 75 and I gave it a 90. We were very liberal. <laughs> well, if lesbian homoeroticism, there's a ton of that. Yeah. It never I wouldn't call this movie erotic though. For me personally, it just doesn't it feels so like clinical. 
Well, I mean, it's more pornographic than like a sort of like actual sexiness, but like people are fucking in a pool. I mean, that's not homoerotic. Uh, that's straight, though. That's there's straight. some like light kissing, but that's about it. Uh, there's some more intensity going on in some of the rehearsal dances between Elizabeth Berkeley and Gina Gershon. And the tickling. Mm-hmm. I, I actually think there Nothing is a lot of homoeroticism. I don't think it's done well, and I don't think it's huh. done um, appropriately, and I, I do think it's problematic. <laughs> there was no intimacy coordinator back then. No, <laughs> exactly. we didn't know. And it's like full-on misogyny and just like, oh, for yeah. the man, you know, to be like, hey, this is what yeah. I like, two women like two women. So I, will, I do think that there is homoeroticism in it, but I don't think it's... Yeah, you know, it's not successful. Like, if you want to, you wouldn't tell a lesbian, like, you gotta watch Showgirls. You know what I mean? Like, not not for, erotic. like, an erotic reason. You would no. tell a straight guy, <laughs> if you want to I mean, watch I... lesbian stuff, watch, you know. But right. it's still, you're telling him to watch it for lesbian stuff. Right. I guess I'll give it a 106. 106. <laughs> a big come down from Jeff. A 50% reduction. I think that's how that math would shake out. Close. I will give it a... I'll go 175. I think there's a lot in there. 175. I'll go 80. Given an average of 120.33, which is about 56 points lower than Pain and Glory. That makes sense, though. Really? There's a guy there on the couch. Oh, that that That's more like erotic, yeah. All right. The next category. Are you thinking Pain and Gain? Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> Michael Bay does the hottest homoeroticism. <laughs> well, I don't know. There could be something like that. <laughs> Unintentionally. You know, uh, broken clocks, right? Twice a day. Well, isn't home, isn't um, Top Gun super homoerotic or something? That volleyball scene, sure. Yeah, there's all sorts of, I want to like, you could ride my tail anytime, that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Which was missing from Top Gun Maverick, which I did enjoy, <laughs> but it was not, it was so drained of homoeroticism this time. All right, our next one, Drag Queen Inspiration. We also did this before. We all gave it 100 before. I'm going to give it so a the 225. Maximum, a 225. I'll also give it a 225. Yeah, I think you got it. I'll give it a 225 as well. I'm not crazy. <laughs> despite, how, your mind. despite the brush you paint me with. All right, the next category. This is a new one, Queer 101. How much of this would you say is an essential queer text? I would mm-hmm. say this. I would say the okay. thing Showgirls is best at, I think, is the camp fact, is the camp value yeah. of it all. Yeah. But I don't think it's any like campier than like a mommy dearest or a beyond the value of the doll. I think it's like on par with that. So I think like if you were teaching like a class of queer one and you had to mention camp, I think you could get away. You could mention Showgirls, but I think it's fine not to unpack it. You know, there's plenty of other ones you could do as well. I think it's like kind of tied with Mommy Dearest and a lot of other camp See, things. I would disagree but, with you in that, like, if you were to introduce camp and you were going to do like the top five camp movies, this would absolutely be in the top five. Yeah, I agree with that. I yeah, I think it's definitely like in the conversation for being in the top five or maybe even the top one. More than like a John Waters movie? I think there's a yeah, way in which you sort of set in my mind, you can separate them as like mommy dears and showgirls are unintentional and camp and John Waters is like, we're intentionally yeah. going this big. I would say mommy dearest showgirls and Valley of the dolls are three camp movies that every big ones. older gay man told me I had to watch. But also this category is I mean John Flynn. 
<laughs> would you put Valley of the Dolls over Beyond the Valley of the Dolls? Uh, I would. Um, really? That's yeah. shocking think, to me. I think Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. So much kookier. It's wilder. It feels more drugged than the first Valley of the Dolls. The Valley of the yeah. Dolls. <laughs> Valley of the Dolls was trying to be prestige, whereas <laughs> sure. yeah. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls was just Roger Ebert trying to make a Trying to be subversive. Or, yeah. Yeah. That um, worked for me. I mean, I mean, I liked it, but I, I do think, I think I would put Valley of the Dolls on top. Also, just because it has such famous, famous ladies too. Right. The Sharon musical Tate numbers. Yeah. I think Beyond is more fun to watch though. Sure. But I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put it in the top three where I would put Showgirls in the top three. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I have I probably a shifting whatever the last thing I saw a lot of times recently. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think just like, I mean, if we want to use a word from the podcast, I would say showgirls is in the queer canon. It's like a jewel in the crown of the canon of queer, mm-hmm. right. camp of camp. So I would give it a 225. I'm just going to say 225. I'll give it a 220. Show some respect. 220. <laughs> Got to have somewhere to go. I'll give it a 200. Given an average of 215. Hey, that's pretty good. That's about uh, 197 points higher than 200 cigarettes. <laughs> there you go. Makes sense. Finally, the last of the canon categories, Camp Factor. We it's just last of the talked iconic about categories. that when we gave it all 100 before. I'm, I'm assuming. 225 for sure. Yeah, 225. Now, I did re-listen to my last camp list, which was the first time I ever read it out loud Mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. So I made a new one because there was plenty (laughs) to do. (laughs) So I have another list of campy things I noticed in Showgirls, and I hope there's no repeats. I'm pretty sure they're not. All right. uh, Here we go. Volume two of all the campy things I noticed (laughs) in Showgirls. Uh, The title card's Pink Thought, meeting a guy who kind of looks like Elvis, reluctantly putting away your switchblade, loving filthy casino coins, fighting (laughs) against a basket of french fries, and losing, knowing your roommate (laughs) ate the chips. The volcano production number in Goddess being the most beautiful thing Nomi Malone has ever seen. (laughs) Being asked if you want to play Broadway, taking a really long time to introduce your roommate to Crystal Connors, spending a night in jail and coming out with your hair and makeup looking great. A host <laughs> offering to piss on you. Believing Nomi Malone is a natural dancer. The magic of a mall. Getting kicked out of a dance audition because you took classes. Two people figuring out a dance together. James gets really high and mighty about lap dances only to choreograph lap dances. <laughs> the heartbreak of the only girl at the strip club who could get your tits working right leaving for another job. Decorating your office for Christmas. The HR woman at a casino. Monkey alert. Passing the Bechdel test by having two women talk about eating dog food an mc an mc ending your dance performance by saying all right enough of this stuff vowing and finally vowing that the stardust will never be dark not while i'm alive uh 225 <laughs> thank you thank you i could is really when that segment was born at showgirls it was it is uh, really funny that they pass the Bechdel test by talking about eating dog food. Which I don't think that should count. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> that kind of undoes, undoes it. I think if we asked Allison Bechdel, she'd be like, no. no. <laughs> They're diminishing themselves, no. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the movie counteracts everything. <laughs> this is not a movie about women in power. No. All right. Finally, the last category. The last of the categories. The crown jewel, the crown jewel, whatever they're called. (laughs) 
The first one. Oh, so these we don't rate. We just say yes or no. Okay. All right. The first one, a 50% bonus of all the points for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. (laughs) I don't know. This existed the last time we did it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah, Did it? it. I forgot. It did. And we gave it to it. Oh, we did? I don't think so. I think we did because we were saying of the gay representation, like, there's not, there's no like, problems with it like people aren't like you gay they're like it wasn't a category we didn't it wasn't a a crown jewel category but it was it was some sort of bonus but i think it was only like 15 percent. no there wasn't bonus didn't exist i think it did i'm looking at the categories right now john it does not i would tell you if it did i feel like there was something at the end and it was like it was also the thing about cruising and it was also the thing about anyway it doesn't matter point is I don't know that this is like a really yeah. positive portrayal. I don't know we can. <laughs> Homosexuality. All right. Uh, I, I, I would also say this. I don't, I don't think it's a positive portrayal of sexuality. I think no, it's, um, absolutely. So in that no way, one comes off it's good. positive. No. I suppose that's true. Yeah. Well, there's also positive about polar bears. <laughs> like, we give that. So I, mean, I do I think... not think it gets the bonus. Yeah, I don't either. All right. I would give it to it, but you two win. For a why? Just because of Marty exists? Because of Marty and then the other people and just like homosexuality the itself is not no considered. Uh, there's also those two uh, lesbian uh, strippers in the beginning at the Cheetah. Very positive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they work well together. I guess you could make the spin of like, no one is judged for like, but shouldn't the fluid. any of their sexuality? But shouldn't the bar be higher than you're not judged? That's not like a positive. <laughs> the lack of judgment isn't a positive portrayal, right? And also, they but it's they not. Often... It's not just a lack of judgment. Like people are accepted. Like there's no. There's no like you're not welcome here. It's no. To, that's not enough. You gotta to like. To me, it a... seems. It seems a little bit like the lesbian angle of it is like it's exploitative. It's and, and it's yeah. also it's like. Aren't these ladies disgusting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's lesbian. It's exploiting lesbians for straight guys. Well, it's exploiting women. It's exploiting women yeah. for straight guys. Yes, I would. Yes. So it does not get it. Finally, negative fifty percent of all the points. If this is the movie Stonewall, <laughs> it is not the movie Stonewall, so we'll not lose fifty percent of its points. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. We're done. So now that we have been through it all, what do we think? You think it did better, Jeff? I have no idea. Fair enough. (laughs) Your math is so complicated. I can't even possibly begin to understand what any of it means. I'll tell you all about it. At the moth. All right, I will tell you exactly how it did. Out of it. What do you think, John? Let me get John's. I think it's definitely in the top 20 now. I think the wheel was really on its side. We had a lot of high scoring the categories. Wheel was very here. on its side. Yeah, it did pretty well. All right. I will I'm telling you that as if I don't know. All right, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you exactly how it did. How about that? Out of a total possible 2,703.67, Showgirls has scored 2,492.67, giving it a percentage of 92.90, making it the fourth gayest movie ever. Not as gay as Bride of Frankenstein, but gayer than Madonna Truth or Dare. Wow, that's a shock. That's wow. Good. Yeah. That's pretty much where it ended up last time. Last time it ended up at fifth. Wow. Well, we rescored this, baby. We, <laughs> we did it. We got back in the baby. top five. This now feels to right back, to me. Do you have to go back and do every new every movie again? Absolutely. We're not. not. 
<laughs> Only one that feel right. Midnight Madness yeah. again. <laughs> the third like, man, Justice. There were just some that are like, you know, there are some like that we've given like the positive portrayal to that we should like rescore or like because we've also bumped. It used to be a 15% bonus, but now it's 50. Right. Like the watermelon mm. woman shouldn't be as low as it is, you know? Right. Right. Because <laughs> like we also added the queer one. That super character. straight movie watermelon. <laughs> yeah. <one>. yeah. <laughs> which, like, which that movie is an essential like queer movie, but right. it's not that exactly. our scoring, our ranking does not reflect that, unfortunately. <laughs> mm -hmm. So a rescore is, I think we, if we just went through and quickly did like all the uh, ones that we've given that, that bonus we think to, should have it. Yeah. Would probably be a good Rubik to use. Mm -hmm. Of what to rescore or, or to go back and rescore. Yeah. Or just giving it, bumping it up to the 50% instead, too. Also, mm. we'll see. Who knows? Um, well, that's well, Jeff. We're done. We talked right. about showgirls again. <laughs> <laughs> Clear your calendar for the next three years. <laughs> yeah, probably not the last time we'll talk about it, whether there's microphones involved or not. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Maybe we should do next time the showgirls two that Penny made. Oh yeah, that could be a from heaven. One. I haven't watched it, but Rena Riffle she came and you saw our show and actually was in it a few performances. Yeah, well, you haven't watched it. I know I haven't. Isn't that crazy? Have you watched it, Jeff? No. Uh -uh. <laughs> but that's not surprising that I haven't watched it. It's surprising sure. John hasn't watched it. I suppose it is. Well, maybe in the new year. I'm surprised you didn't just like gobble an edible and try and go for it or something, you know? Have a just cookie. try. It could still happen. It. Yeah, it could still happen. Yeah, it's only 546 in LA right now. <laughs> We've all just had dinner. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. I'm full. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm putting on my nightcap and I don't need uh, a drink. No, you're real screwed. Don't wear there. those. It's 13 minutes to 9 p.m. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> gotta put on a 2020, gotta tuck in. I don't know yeah. why 2020 is my go to late night show, but it's not. Um, <laughs> I think you meant the year. You meant, yeah. <laughs> Take me back to the beautiful <laughs> when year we first that was did this podcast. Oh, I loved 2020. Oh, it was such a good year. It's <laughs> amazing. I, the thing that I, I, I you almost so feel much. bad for 2021 because who could tell you what anything about 20? That is really lost in the shuffle, I believe, 2021. Because right. who that could is the one where it's like, yeah. oh, right, there was another year in there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we got vaccines a year later. Was that when the vaccines started showing up? I remember twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. But what time of year? I couldn't tell you. Summer? It's also tough because we're in LA, so it's always hard to tell well, what time of well, year. Well, it, it was before I shot season one, so I think that's how you out. mark time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know because I got my first dose, and then I had to get my second dose out there. So April May. April May. Also, over a year yeah. later. That's crazy. I just mm. remember the times like we would go on a walk and like if you see someone outside like coming towards you like I got to cross the street. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. I I know when the first vaccine cuz it was that one nurse, she got the first vaccine and it was like January of 2021. It was like mm. first week. It's really a feat of modern science. <laughs> assuming you believe in vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> I finally came around and got it. Yeah. <laughs> it took a while to wear him down. It took but a while. I did. All right. Before that, I was dropping just laying in the sun, letting the <laughs> yeah. that'll take care of it. Vitamin D, it's all I need. Cook it off. <laughs> Jeff, always a delight. Such to a chat treat. With you. Start Is off there... the new year together. What a great way to kick off 2023. If you oh, we got a new attitude. 
Patty oh. LaBelle? Yes. Mm-hmm. Happy 2023, BB. <laughs> Jeff, is there anything you'd like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? Mm, season two of Somebody Somewhere yeah. is coming out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I think March. I don't know. Fun. Oh, they'll be here before you know it. Mm-hmm. That's in just a few months away at this point. Uh, yes. Fantastic. Everybody watch that. Everybody so great. Jeff Weren't you nominated everything. for an award? I was nominated for an Indie Spirit TV Award for Best Supporting Performance in a New TV Show. <laughs> okay. Congratulations. That's exciting. <laughs> That's fun. Thank you. I am excited about it, actually. Is there a ceremony? Do you get a go? Sit at a table? Who are you going to wear? Awards. I think it's the Indie Spirit Awards. Yeah. Are those That's out here in LA? Yeah. Yeah. And so usually like the day tent, before right? the. Yeah. And a tent. Yeah. On, on usually the like beach. the day before the Oscars or. Right. And everyone wears like linen, a cooler kind of breathable sure. fabric. Yeah. It's not as intense <laughs> as the corporate Oscars. Right. <laughs> it's not, I don't think it's like evening wear. I think it's like cocktail. Cocktail. Mm, cocktail Something they'd wear on like a fancy pier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a fancy exactly. pier. Exactly. Yeah, Santa Monica. <laughs> So I'm just going to wear leather. <laughs> yeah, just a harness <laughs> and a fishing oh, net. Wrong pier. <laughs> now I'm here. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, Jeff, always a light. Everyone should watch everything he does. You can follow yes. us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Old Queens, CWO Old Queens. Follow me on Letterboxd, where I maintain all the current movie rankings. Yes, yeah, so you can email us at Two Old Queens, TWO Old Queens at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Are there any other movies you think we should go back and uh, re examine? Let us know. We love hearing from you. Uh, we also have a Patreon, so go check that out. Patreon.com slash Jeweled Queens, where you get, for only $5 a month, you get mm. twice the queenage. What have, what have we done on that? We've done... We've done a bunch remember. of... We, we've done uh, all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, all the Child's Play, a bunch of Sondheim, some Dolly Parton, Spidermans. We've done a bunch. And 200 awesome. cigarettes. <laughs> 200 <laughs> cigarettes, your favorite. Jingle all the way as women mm-hmm. on the verge of a nervous breakdown. We also have merch. If you go to Tee Public and search for Two Old Queens, there's a lot of fun stuff you can buy for yourself and all your loved ones, all those Christmas gifts you forgot to get this year. Uh, and a percentage of all the proceeds goes to the Okra Project. So you aren't just buying merch, you're helping people out. And that's it for us. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Stay year. safe this year and for all eternity. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Conrad Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.